0: Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports Show. This is episode number 69, and we are coming at you live from the usual Los Angeles, California. Today we're going to be covering the breaking news in sports, as well as the results of the Los Angeles sports teams, uh, the results of the NHL playoffs, and um, that is that is it. And also uh, the results of the uh, Rome Open tennis tournament. So the first thing uh, we're going to be talking about has to do with uh, soccer. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain have confirmed Thomas Tuchel will take over from Unai Emery as the club's manager. The news came on Monday via the club with the German coach signing a two-year contract with uh, Paris. Uh, quote, it is with much joy, pride, and ambition that I am joining this big club PSG, Tuchel said in the club release via Jonathan Johnson of ESPN FC. I can't wait to start working with all these great players who are all amongst the best in the world. With my coach, uh, With my coaching staff, we will do everything we can to help the team reach success, including on the international scene. PSG has enormous potential, and it is by far and it is by so far the most exciting proposition in football. I'm also impatient to get to know the Parc des Princes, a famous European stadium and one that boasts an an incredible atmosphere. It was announced that in April that Emery was to depart, despite PSG winning a domestic treble under his guidance. While PSG won five prizes under their former boss, their failures in the UEFA Champions League have been disappointing <laughs> in 2016-17. They let a 4-0 lead slip past uh, slip, slip against Barcelona, whereas this season the team were limp over the course of two legs against Real Madrid. Tuchel's goal will be to improve on their performances in Europe in the coming years. To do that, he will need uh, to get the best from some key men, including Edinson Cavani, uh, Kylian Mbappe, and especially Neymar. Uh, the job will be Tuchel's first since leaving Borussia Dortmund at the end of the 2016-17 season. Tuchel got the job at Dortmund on the back of some excellent work with Mainz. Uh, steering the team to the seventh place finish in 2014 15, his final campaign at the club. With BVB, he continued the good work of predecessor uh, Jorgen Klopp and won the DFB Pakal before departing. While there's no doubting Tuchel is a talented coach, there have been rocky spells in his career previously. French football writer Jeremy Smith is unsure whether, whether the setup at PSG is right for him with that in mind. The players will surely enjoy working with Tuchel as the brand of football he seeks to implement is attacking and provides forwards with a lot of freedom. Pressing is also an important part of the manager's philosophy, and that should make PSG tougher to beat on the European stage. However, there's little room for error uh, for the new man, as Emery found out. Success in Ligue 1, the Copa de de la Liga, and the Copa de France will be taken as given. If Tuchel is to be a success at PSG, only delivering the Champions League trophy will be considered good enough. So, uh, Personally, I like this move for PSG, and I I can't help but uh, compare PSG's situation to the Toronto Raptors of the MPA. So anyway, now another story that has to do with soccer. Uh, PSG superstar Neymar and Barcelona playmaker Philip Coutinho featured as headliners in Brazil's provisional squad for the 2018 FIFA World Cup, although Juventus left-back Alexandro misses out. Fox Soccer posted confirmation of Brazil's provisional 23-man squad on Monday, with just a month remaining before the World Cup Finals kickoff Ru- in Russia on June 14th. PSG are also represented by center-back duo Thiago Silva and Marquinhos. Uh, Real Madrid have two stars in the side with Marcelo and Casemiro while Polinho joins Barca teammate Coutinho in the lineup. No club has more players in the Brazil squad than Premier League champions Manchester City, with four of their stars named by manager uh, Tite: forward Gabriel Jesus, goalkeeper Ederson, midfielder Fernandinho, and versatile defender Danilo. Of that quartet, Fernandinho was the only player to have played in the 2014 FIFA World Cup, held in Brazil, and football writer Roberto Rojas highlighted the meteoric rise of Jesus in particular since then. In 2014, he was a 17-year-old youth player, at uh, Palomar's Academy and painting the streets in his native Brazil. Uh, Four years later in 2018, he's a 21-year-old star at Manchester City and is surely surely the starting striker uh, for Brazil, so that's pretty crazy. The squad named on Monday will be the squad that travels to Russia next month, provided no substantial injuries force Tite to make changes. The Premier League is also the best-represented division in the squad, as the additions of Liverpool forward Roberto Firmino and Chelsea winger Willian bring its count to six. The Liga boasts five players in the setup, and Barcelona and Real, Real account for two apiece. Blogger Hisham Bilal Hafiz noted the omissions of youth defender Sandro and AS Monaco d- uh, midfielder Fabinho, commenting on the transfer implications that come with their not traveling to Russia. Sandro had a difficult start to the season and was out of the Juventus starting eleven for a time. While the departure of several key Monaco stars last summer has some of those who remain, Fabinho included, seen uh, C- struggled to hit the same heights. Uh, other notable absences from the lineup include Chelsea centre-back David Luiz, who has been out of action since, uh, with a knee injury since February, and Schalke defender Ronaldo, who has who has had a superb season in the Bundesliga. Pedro, uh, Jeremel, a third-choice goalkeeper, Casio, Cassi- uh, and defender Fagner are the only players in the squad currently playing their trade in the Serie, a, the Italian league. So uh, that's that. Now I like Brazil's team personally. I think they're a favorite to win win it all in the World Cup. So now switching gears to the NBA, Mike Budenholzer will not be out of a job for long. The Milwaukee Bucks and Toronto Raptors have each made the former Atlanta Hawks coach the focal point of the rep- of their respective searches, per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Budenholzer, who's 48 years old, mutually agreed to part ways with the with the Atlanta Hawks last month. He led the team to a 213 and 197 record in his five seasons with the franchise. The first four featuring playoff appearances. The Hawks went to 24-58 in 2017-18, in the first year of what's expected to be an extended rebuilding period. The Bucks and Raptors represent arguably the two premier coaching jobs on the market. Milwaukee boasts a roster that took the Eastern Conference Finals leading Boston Celtics to seven games in the first round of the playoffs, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is arguably already a top-five player at only 23 years old. The Bucks fired Jason Kidd in January and is not seriously considering his interim replacement, uh, Joe Pundry. Should Budenholzer decide to take the Toronto jobs, odds are Milwaukee will focus his search on a coach with playoff experience. The Raptors were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference after posting a 59-23 record in the, in the regular season uh, before being swept in the second round by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Toronto fired Dwayne Casey days after the four-game loss. Casey finished his tenure with tw- 10 straight playoff losses to LeBron James and the Cavs. While Budenholzer is probably a coaching upgrade from Casey, his playoff record is not so great. Budenholzer led the Hawks, who had four All-Star Game participants, to a 16-22 record in 24-15, only to get swept out by, the James, by James in the conference finals. Budenholzer has faced James eight uh, in eight games in the postseason and lost every single time. But the Raptors are capped out in terms of salary and locked into the roster, so coaching is probably the only place where they can make a slight upgrade to get over the hump. Whether Budenholzer is actually the guy remains to be seen. So It's interesting to see how this will uh, play out. Uh, switching gears to the NFL now. Uh, the future of defensive back DeAngelo Hall is unclear following contradictory reports on Monday. The Washington Redskins announced Hall, uh, Hall has not quote officially decided to retire from the NFL at the age of 34 after a 14-year career. This was in response to Adam Schefter and John Keim of ESPN.com reporting that he was uh, deciding that he was that he has decided to retire and adding Hall is quote weighing offers to join a front office or work in TV. Hall has spent the past 10 seasons with the Redskins primarily as a cornerback although he saw action as safety as well. The three-time Pro Bowler missed all but three games in 2016 due to a torn ACL, and he missed the start of the 2017 campaign before returning to appear in five games. The Atlanta Falcons originally selected Hall with a number eight overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. He spent the first four seasons of his career in Atlanta before the Falcons traded him to the Oakland Raiders in March of 2008. Oakland released Hall after he appeared in only eight games, and Washington subsequently signed him. Hall went on to play a significant role for the Redskins over the past decade, although injuries limited him significantly in recent years. Upon returning from injury last season, Hall shuttled in and out of the starting lineup as safety, leading support to DJ Swearinger and Monte Nicholson. Due to his coverage ability and experience as a a cornerback, Hall also played some slot corner behind the likes of Josh Norman, uh, Bashad Breland, and Kendall Fuller. Even though Hall was no longer the same dynamic playmaker he was in his prime, his versatility makes him a valuable contributor for the Redskins in the secondary. Hall has 43 career interceptions. So. Uh, he's had a great career in my opinion so now switching gears back to the NBA uh, after a 108 to 83 loss to the Celtics in game one leaders coach Tyron Lue is considering a change in the starting lineup at center via Dan McMenamin at VSPN um, Dave McMenamin tweeted Tyron Lue all but revealed that the Cavs will start Tristan Thompson in game two he says they're quote weighing it but also cited advanced analytics that showed just how well Thompson has guarded Al Horford over the years Thompson had 8 points and 11 rebounds on 4 of 6 from the field during Sunday's loss, while Kevin Love finished 5 of 14 from the floor. Although Love did score 17 points with 8 rebounds, his 39.1 field goal percentage in the playoffs has been a major disappointment. The All-Star is averaging only 14.9 points per game during the postseason, although he explained that he's playing out of place. He said, quote, It's been my whole career. i played at the 4. He said after the Game 1 of the second-round series against the Rapt- Raptors via Sam uh, per Sam Amico of Amico Hoops, I would say absolutely, I'm more comfortable at forward, but Ty see something different, and I think offensively, once I get myself going, we could use that to our advantage. While putting Thompson on the floor at center could allow Love to slide into the power forward spot, Lou has explained his preference, saying, quote, I like Tristan's impact off the bench, uh, and Tyron Lou said this last series. Thompson has only started one game this postseason, but he came through with 15 points and 10 rebounds in Game Seven, um, in a Game 7 win over the Pacers in Round 1. There were a few complaints about the lineup during the second round of uh, of the second round in the sweep of Toronto, but an easy an early one zero hole in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, has raised more questions. Al Horford, who is averaging seventeen point two points and eight point three rebounds per game in the postseason, and had twenty point in the postseason um, and the twenty points in game one, is a key to the Celtics' offensive attack and one of the few veterans on the active roster. If Thompson can do a better job of limiting his production, the Cavs' coaching staff has to strongly consider giving him more minutes and possibly starting him. So. So uh, I think I personally think they should they should start Tristan Thompson at center and move Kevin love to his natural power forward position I think they should have been doing that so anyway now switching gears to um, just general sports news uh, former University of Arizona track and field coach Craig Carter was sentenced to five years in prison following a conviction following a conviction of aggravated assault and assault with a dangerous weapon according to John Barr of ESPN.com. Carter attacked former athlete Bally Gibson in, in April 2015 choking her while threatening her with a box cutter. He confessed it to the crime in an interview with campus police. Uh, he said, quote, My life has been shattered because of the trust I put into Craig in the university, Gibson said while testifying at Monday's sentence hearing. I wish I didn't have to think about any of this because it hurts so much. No matter how hard I try, I can't escape it. Gibson told Outside the Lines in May of 2017 that Carter had sexually assaulted her and then, quote, coerced and blackmailed her for, uh, for sex for close to three years beginning in 2012. Carter denied the assault and said that the other encounters were consensual, though even the NCAA policy would consider it sexual abuse. When Gibson told him she would no longer participate in a 2015 meeting within the track and field office, he, quote, choked her by placing one hand around her neck, and while holding a box cutter to her face with his other hand, told her he cut her face so no man would ever want her. The victim still has an an outstanding civil lawsuit against Carter, the University of Arizona, and its Board of Regents. So no comment on this from me which is just pretty crazy. So anyway, switching gears back to the NBA, the Cavs and Celtics series uh, specifically, Um, having to do with uh, Brad Stevens, I believe. Some technical difficulties here. Okay. So uh, Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens has his team ahead of LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers 1-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals, despite losing Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, and Daniel Theis. For the season due to injuries, but he isn't comfortable with the overwhelming praise that has come his way, saying, "quote It's silly," he said, per Chris Forsberg of ESPN.com. The praise is uncomfortable, and it's just something that what that these guys should be getting it all. Uh, we we all have a role to play, and we when we all need to play that role as well as we can. The coach didn't just deflect praise to his players, but pointed to the efforts of President of Basketball Operations Danny Ainge for building a deep roster that, that has survived a number of setbacks. "quote It's a collaboration amongst everybody." But Danny is the one that chooses the players and he's and he's hit absolute home runs, Stevens said. Stevens took over as Boston's head coach before the 2013-14 season and went just 25-57 and in his first campaign. However, the team has made the playoffs in each of the following four years while improving its win total each time. This was supposed to be the season the Celtics elevated themselves to the next level after losing to the Cavaliers in last year's Eastern Conference Finals because they added Irving, Hayward, and rookie Jason Tatum to a roster already featuring talented pieces such as Al Horford. A lesser coach uh, would have allowed it all to crumble when Hayward was lost for the season, mere minutes into the opener when he fractured his ankle and Irving was ruled out for the playoffs, but Stevens rallied Boston behind his defensive sets to overcome so many physical setbacks. As a result, the Celtics are three wins away from the NBA Finals after leading the league in defensive rating during the season per NBA.com. Stevens's defensive tactics were on full display in Game 1 against Cleveland when Boston clogged James' driving lanes and held him to a mere 5 of 16 shooting from the field with 7 turnovers. It hasn't been all love for Stevens, though. As Forsberg noted, Celtics legend Robert Parrish appeared on Sirius XM NBA radio on Monday and pointed to a lack of championships, saying, quote, I think he gets a little too much praise, but I like what he's doing, Parrish said. They're giving him all the love like he won three or four championships. Come on now, win something first with all the love he's getting. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, he's a solid coach. I'll give him that. The love he's getting from the media, you'd think the Celtics won two or three championships. You would think. If Boston continues the ascent uh, Stevens has put put it uh, put it on, in his five seasons at the helm, it won't be too long before he can answer Parish with multiple championships. So, and that's that. Now switching gears to high school slash college basketball, uh, the USC Trojans have landed one of the top prospects in the twenty eighteen, uh, excuse me, twenty nineteen basketball class in center Onyeka Okongwu. The five star prospect announced his commitment on Monday per Evan Daniels of two forty seven Sports, saying, "Quote: I'll be going to USC, and I picked USC because it's close to home." They recruited me the hardest, and I fell in love with the campus right when I got there. Okongwu said they could use a big man like me, and I think I fit in really well. The six-foot-eight prospect is the fifth-best center and the number 16 player overall in the country, according to 247 Sports' composite rankings. The Chino Hills product also noted USC's style of play as a major plus, saying, "Quote: They play positionless basketball where bigs can bring it up on the court sometimes or play on the wing." He said they can, uh, they say they can develop me. I think I'm a four now, and I can, and I think when they develop me, I can be a stretch four. Being a stretch 4 is optimistic for Okungu as he is still developing his game on the offensive end. He is athletic enough to score inside and has the skill set to put the ball on the floor and create a shot. However, he still needs to improve on his shot before using it as a weapon at the next level. In the meantime, the center is an elite defensive player thanks to his length and instincts in the post. He can block shots with consistency and affect plenty more even when he doesn't get a hand on the ball. Uh, Sh- shimizu Metu, who entered the 2018 NBA draft out of USC, could be an ideal model for the top prospect as a defensive-minded player who rounded out his game over three years in college. Okungwu had offers from Kansas, UCLA, Ohio State, and more, but he chose to stay home with the Trojans and could end up being an impact player down the line. USC was one of the several schools named as part of the FBI investigation into college basketball, and assistant coach Tony Bland, who is no longer with the Trojans program, was charged with conspiracy to commit bribery, solicitation of bribery and gratuities, wire fraud, and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. However, that doesn't appear to have slowed down recruitment under head coach Andy Enfield. So, this is a big, uh, a big move for uh, USC. So, so uh, that's that. Now, uh, switching gears back to the NBA. Uh, Atlanta Hawks point guard Dennis Schroeder indicated he plans on meeting with the Atlanta Hawks to discuss his future with the team, and the twenty-four-year-old German has always envisioned, ha- excuse me, has already envisioned two possible scenarios for his next move. Schroeder was addressing reporters at a press conference for the German Basketball Federation. He said he could envision playing with the Indiana Pacers or Milwaukee Bucks if his time in Atlanta is over, per international basketball reporter David Hine. Although he didn't exact he, although he didn't explicitly demand a trade, Schroeder said he quote cannot be second to he. He said quote excuse me. Although he said although he didn't explicitly demand a trade, Schroder said he quote cannot be second to last in the Eastern Conference during the prime of his cr- playing career, per Hine. After, after finishing 5th in the East in 2016-17, they slipped to last in 2017-18 after posting a, posting a 24-58 record. But Schroeder's trade value is unlikely to be very high. He's sold $46.5 million over the next three years, and he has yet to take significant steps in his overall development. This past year was Schroeder's opportunity to truly become a franchise cornerstone for the Hawks, who are in full-scale rebuild mode. Instead, he averaged 19.4 point, points uh, in 6.2 assists and shot only 29% from 3-point range. ESPN's Kevin Arnovitz also uh, offered a telling anecdote when discussing Dwight Howard's departure from the Hawks during an episode of The Low Post with Zach Lowe. Arnovitz was relaying how, how- Howard and Schroeder experienced some friction in the locker room and that Hawks uh, players had sided with Schroeder. Quote, as, one, as one person inside the locker room told me, do you know how hard it is to make Dennis Schroeder the good guy in an in- uh, internecine warfare between players? Do you know how hard it is to have a locker room pro Dennis in terms of just mood and personality, and you know that lasted two or three good weeks and then Dwight was just kvetching about not getting the ball? Uh, Lowe also wrote last October that Schroeder, quote, has been a polarizing locker room presence. Especially if Schroeder had his heart set on on a move to the Pacers or Bucks. he's likely to be disappointed. Darren Collison is under contract for a partially guaranteed $10 million uh, contract next year in Indiana, and the Pacers might be hesitant to significantly disrupt the roster that really clicked last season. And uh, Milwaukee, meanwhile, meanwhile, will have Eric Bledsoe penciled in as the starter for 2018-19 since he's owed $15 million before becoming a free agent. More importantly, acquiring a ball-dominant point guard who struggles to stretch the floor wouldn't be a good fit for a team with Giannis Antetokounmpo as its centerpiece. That's just what I think personally. So... uh Now switching gears back to the NFL, Arizona Cardinals rookie wide receiver Christian Kirk was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct and property damage in February, Kent Somers of azcentral.com reported on Monday. According to Somers, authorities in Scottsdale, Arizona said Kirk and a group of friends were exiting the Waste Management Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. Security personnel at the course witnessed the group, quote, throwing rocks at cars and breaking a window of at least one of them. The Cardinals selected Kirk with the 47th overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. A team spokesman told Somers that uh, the team knew of his arrest prior to the draft. Quote, we spoke with Christian about it at length and also looked into it independently, the spokesman said. Our understanding is that the process will be resolved in the near future, but while it remains an active legal matter, we won't comment further. Kirk is one of two Cardinals rookies who have yet to sign their first contracts with the team. He did, however, work out with his fellow rookies at Arizona's mandatory three-day minicamp for first-year players that started last Friday. Kirk was uh, a three-year starter at Texas A&M and caught 234 passes for 2,856 yards and 26 touchdowns before making the jump to the NFL. So, uh, that's that. Now, uh, switching gears to uh, just sports in general. Sports gambling is is, uh, is coming to New Jersey and likely many more states across the U.S. As noted by CNN's Arian DeVogue and Megan Vasquez, the Supreme Court of Supreme Court of the United States voted 63 to overturn the ban on sports gambling on Monday ruling in the favor of the state of New Jersey which had filed a lawsuit attempting to get sports betting legalized Nevada was the only state with legalized sports gambling before Monday looking to boost a stagnating state economy then New Jersey governor Chris uh, Christie attem- attempted to legalize sports gambling in-, in the state in 2012 the NFL NBA NHL MLB and NCAA banded together to file a lawsuit against Christie and New Jersey, which was successful in multiple lower courts. Quote, while we are still reviewing the implications to college sports, we will adjust sports wagering and championship policies to align with the direction from the court, NCAA uh, Chief Legal Officer Ronald Remy said in a statement to Jill Martin of CNN. Major League Baseball uh, also issued a statement to Martin regarding the court ruling, saying, quote, today's decision by the United States Supreme Court will have a profound effects on Major League Baseball. As each state considers whether to allow sports betting, we will continue to seek the proper protections for our sport in partnership with other professional sports. Our most important priority is protecting the integrity of our games. We will continue to support league uh, legislation that creates airtight coordination and partnerships between the state, the casino operators, and the governing bodies in sports toward that goal. MLBPA, MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark said in a statement, uh, the, the court's decision is monumental with, far, uh, with far-reaching implications for baseball players and the game we love. From complex intellectual property questions to the most basic issues of player safety, the realities of widespread sports betting must be addressed urgently and thoughtfully to avoid putting our sports integrity at risk as states proceed with legalization. The NHL also uh, issued a statement to Martin, noting that the ruling will have no immediate impact on the league. Quote, the Supreme Court's decision today proves the way... Uh, paves the way uh, to an entirely different landscape, one in which we have not previously operated. We will review our current practices and policies and decide whether adjustments are needed, and if so, what those adjustments will look like. It's important to emphasize that the Supreme Court's decision has no immediate impact on existing league rules relating to sports wagering, and particularly wagering involving NHL games. So while changes may be considered in the future, today's decision does not directly impact the operation of the league or any of our clubs in the short term. Uh, The Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992 banned state-sponsored wagers on sports. Nevada and other states with limited forms of sports gambling were grandfathers into the law. The Supreme Court ruled PASPA is unconstitutional. Quote, Congress can regulate sports gambling directly, but if it elects not to do so, each state is free to act on its own. Our job is to interpret the law Congress has enacted and decide whether it is consistent with the Constitution. PASPA is not. The Supreme Court outlined in its ruling. The Supreme Court initially declined to take New Jersey's case in 2014. However, the state continued its push and found a, ma- a more receptive audience, thanks in large uh, part to shifting societal tones on sports gambling. Twenty different states offered their support to New Jersey in the fight. Sports gambling has also become a less and less, quote, taboo topic. Uh, once con- once confined to CD underground networks of bookies and hushed tones, sports gambling is not mainstream. Networks openly discuss point spreads. The, ad- the advent of the Internet has led to successful gambling-focused websites and, quote, bad beats. And are no longer just about buzzer beaters. Even the stances of sports leagues are softening. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said he's not necessarily in favor of gambling, but understands it is a reality of sports culture. He said legalized he said legalized gambling would help the NBA and other leagues potentially avoid scandal. Silver Silver told David Perlmutter of ESPN.com, "Quote: One of my concerns is that I will be portrayed as as a, as sports betting, as pro sports betting. But I view myself more as pro transparency and someone who's a realist in the business." The best way for the league to monitor our integrity is for, is for that betting action to move toward legal betting organizations where it can be tracked. That's, that's the pr- pragmatic approach. Silver said the NBA's international push in countries where in many cases sports gambling is legal helped him change his stance. Quote, as we began to stage exhibition games in Europe and China and jurisdictions where sports betting was legal, it caused me to focus more on this than I had, than I had historically. Then we began getting approached by sports betting companies outside of the United States where it's legal to do business with them. As we become more of a global company, I began to think about what our policy should be here. After the announcement, Silver issued a statement to Martin on the ruling, saying, Today's decision by the Supreme Court opens the door for states to pass laws legalizing sports betting. We remain in favor of a federal framework that would provide a uniform approach to sports gambling in states that choose to permit it, but will remain active in in ongoing discussions with state legislatures. Regardless of the particulars of any future sports betting law, the integrity of our game remains our our highest priority." In the wake of the ruling, the NFL issued a statement via Martin calling for legislation from Congress to create a structure for legal betting, saying, quote, The NFL's longstanding and, un- and unwavering commitment to protecting the integrity of our game remains absolute. Congress has long recognized the potential harms posed by sports betting to the integrity of sporting contests and the public co- confidence in these events. Given that history, we intend to call on Congress again, this time to enact a core regulatory framework for legalized sports betting. We also will work closely with our clubs to ensure that th- that any state efforts uh, that move forward, in the, in the meantime, protect our fans and the integrity of our game. Uh, as for what changes a whole a whole lot of nothing right now, states are free to make their own decisions about sports betting, but there's not suddenly going to be a free-for-all uh, of, sports book and, of sports books at the supermarket. Sports books will likely be legalized in a number of states in the coming years, but there are logistics to work out. Will they work in tandem with sports leagues? What will, what will be legal in each state? There are some states where in all likelihood um, sports gambling will continue being outlawed. The states of Arizona, Iowa, Louisiana, Montana, and Washington have strict betting laws that even prohibit players of daily fantasy sports from participating. The Supreme Court's ruling simply gives states freedom of choice. So, uh, that's all we have for the breaking news of sports. Now we're going to be covering the Los Angeles sports teams, starting with uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers did not play today. Their next game is tomorrow at 4.10 p.m. Pacific, 7.10 p.m. Eastern, against the Miami Marlins. Uh, The Angels, on the other hand... Uh, they beat the Houston Astros by a score of two to one. So the Angels improved to 25 and 16, and the Astros fall to 26 and 17. The Angels' next game is tomorrow at 7:07 p.m. Pacific, 10:07 p.m. Eastern, against the same Houston Astros. Taking a look at the MLB standings, starting with the NL West and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are um, four games behind the San Francisco Giants for uh, fourth uh, for fourth place or th- third place. Excuse me. Um, Six games behind the Colorado Rockies for first place, a uh, second place. Excuse me, and uh, one and seven and a half games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks for first place. So uh, the Diamondbacks are you know three and seven in their last ten games. So they're the, the Rockies can overtake first place in the division. So um, the 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 Rockies are uh, the Rockies are six and four in their last ten. The Giants are four and six. The Padres are are five and five, and the Dodgers are are an abysmal three and seven. So hopefully the, the Dodgers can start a winning streak with playing the Marlins uh, tomorrow. So now because the Angels beat the Astros, the Angels and Astros are now tied for first place in the AL West. The Seattle Mariners, meanwhile, are one, are only one and a half games behind the Houston Astros and, and LA Angels for first place. And the Oakland Athletics are only five games behind, behind the Houston Astros uh, and, and Los Angeles Angels for first place as well. So now the uh, LA Galaxy Their next game is uh, Monday, May 21st at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern uh, against the Montreal Impact. And LAFC's next game is uh, Saturday, May 19th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern against the Portland Timbers. So uh, that's all we have for the Los Angeles sports teams. Um, Now switching gears to the results of the NHL playoffs. There was uh, only one game today. The Vegas Golden Knights played the Winnipeg Jets in Game 2. The Golden Knights won that game 3-1, so that series is now tied 1-1, and um, the, the the series now shifts for game to, games 3 and 4 in Vegas, and um, there is only one game as well tomorrow. It is at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Tampa Bay Lightning played the Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals lead that series 2-0, and the next game is in Washington, so Washington is looking to take a 3-0 series lead. Uh, so now, that's all we have for the results of the NHL playoffs. Now we're going to be covering the Italian Open, starting with women's singles. Um, the number nine seed Sloane Stephens took uh, from the USA took care of the unseated uh, Czech Republic player Streetsova six seven six three six one in a major upset. Kontivate from Ethiopia beat the twelve seed from the USA Coca Vandeweyer six one six one. Unseated Australian Gavrilova beat unseated Russian player Vikhlyansteva five seven six four six three. Unceded Chinese player Zhang beat unceded Romanian player Buzernescu, 6-3-7-6. Um, from Slovakia, Tsipulkova beat Skiavoni from Italy, 6-1-6-7-6-2. Van Uytunsk from, from Belgium beat Samantha Stoser from Australia, 6-7-6-3-6-2. Naomi Osaka from Japan destroyed Victoria Azarenka from Belarus, 6-0-6-3. Madison Keys from the USA, the 13th seed beat, beat from from Russia, 6-4-6-1. Vekic from Croatia beat Carlos Suarez Navarro from Spain six one six two, Krunic from from uh, Slovenia um, beat Roberto Vinci from Italy two six six zero six three. So Vinci retired after the match. Kanepi um, from Ethiopia beat um, Rusatello Rasta- from Italy six one six two. Petra Mardic from uh, Croatia beat Surenko from Ukraine six one six two. Uh, in an upset, Joanna Konta from uh, Britain beat the 17th seed Rübeříkova from Slovakia, 6-4, 6-3. Uh, then Gavrilova versus Belas was cancelled. Suarez Navarro versus Rübeříkova was cancelled. Uh, Kvitova versus Kanto was cancelled, and Makarova versus Kerber was cancelled as well. So now men's singles. Uh, unseeded Italian Fabio Fognini beat unseeded Frenchman Gaël Monfils. 6361. Unseated Frenchman Benoit Paire beat fellow unseated Frenchman Richard Gasquet 6464. 6, unseated Spaniard Ramos Vignolas beat uh, unseated Argentinian uh, Del Bonis 267561. Unseated Italian Sechinato beat Pablo Cuevas 267564. The number 90, David Gofan from Belgium, beat uh, Lucas Mayer from Argentina, 6162. Uh, Bedin from Slovenia beat Giles Muller from Luxembourg 6464. 6, uh, the number ten seed from Spain beat uh, jo- uh, Jared Donaldson from the USA, six four three six six zero. Kyle Edmund from Britain beat Jaziri six three three six six three. Berrettini from Italy, I think, uh, I think this was an upset. Upset. Francis Tiafo from the USA six three seven six. The number eleven seed Novak Djokovic from um, Serbia beat Alexander Dolgopolov from Ukraine six one six three. In a very, very close match, the unseeded German Philip Kohlschreiber beat unseeded Russian player Karen Kachanov, 7-5, 6-7, 7-6. In a very close match, unseeded Japanese player Kane Shikori took care of unseeded Spaniard Feliciano Lopez, 7-6, 6-4. And uh, Roberto Haas from Netherlands took care of Medvedev from Russia, 3-6, 6-4, 6-1. Now, uh, women's doubles, there were quite a few matches as well. Unseeded players uh, Srobotnik from Slovenia and King from the USA beat uh, Matucci and, Ch- and Chiesi from Italy seven five six zero Yang from China and Chan from Chinese Taipei beat Ioma and Kato from Japan six four six four Cristea from Romania and Ostipenko beat R- Riberikova from um, from uh, Slovakia and Sevastova from Latvia seven six six three the eight seeds Scherz from Netherlands and Barty from Australia. ...beat Malikar from the USA and Pesk from Czech Republic 6362. In a major upset, uh, Kuznetsova from Russia and Pliskova from Czech Republic... ...beat Bethany Maddoxans from the USA and Chan um, from Chinese Taipei... ...who are the five-seed, 5 uh, Italians Trevisan and Irani beat Chinese players Pang and Wang, 7576. Uh, in a very close match, uh, Vor- Vorakova from Czech Republic and kudritsova from Russia... ...beat Begu from Armenia and Ar- Arubarana from Spain... 3663105 and in a blowout Otawa from the USA and uh, Grown from Germany destroyed Savchuk from Ukraine and Svitolina from Ukraine 6161 six, one. and uh, finally men's doubles three matches uh today Gonzalez from Mexico and uh Qureshi from south uh, from Algeria beat Diego Schwarzman from Argentina and Dennis Shapovalov from Canada 6262 six, two. uh Sam Querrey from the USA and Ram from the USA beat Adrian Manurino and Lucas Puy from France, six three seven five, and Claassen from South Africa and Venus from uh, Australia beat Fernando Verdasco and Ryan Harrison, six two six four. So that's all we have for episode number sixty nine of Sean's Sports Show. All the other episodes of Sean's Sports Show are available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. It is ten twenty eight p.m. Pacific time, one twenty eight a.m. Eastern on on uh, Monday, May fourteenth, two thousand and eighteen. This episode, due to technical difficulties, this episode will be released at 11:10 a.m Pacific uh, 2 10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday May fifteenth two 2018 so again thank you guys for listening I appreciate the support and um, I'll see you on the next one thanks for listening